Divinity Identity Clubhouse meeting is now in session on the topic of the yin and the yang of defilement and divinity. Hey, I thought that would be cool to um, put it on my Great Mother Speaks podcast. Yes. Hi. I, kind of, I don't know if you have to let people know that. But yeah. I think they'll be able to see it. Huh? I think they'll be able to see. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You? I'm doing good, you know, just riding the waves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you on that one. Mm-hmm. I was in the room today. Oh, doing some energy work, energy clearing. It was really good. Oh, really? Do tell. Oh, it was um it was a dragon light language. Dragon light language. Tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, it was, um, I don't know if they did it just for the Halloween or uh, they just did it to do it. I'm not sure. It was just um, channeling uh, the dragon, bringing forth dragon energy. And it ended up being a good group. I think there were about 50 people. And so they were just bringing forth all their, whoever was channeling, whatever dragon that was. What it was, was really good. Okay, and so the dragon symbolism, I understand, is well, to be like the thing the that dragon, is you're scared of the most in your life or something. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? No, no, it was just the dragons. The dragon um, beings. So you know how there's all these... We did a meditation to Orion, which was really cool. But um, the the... But yeah, it was the dragons, uh, just the dragon beings. And so there were different, there were light dragons, earth dragons, water dragons. Okay, okay. Well, um, they're just waking because of the... The 5D, the 5D birth in October. So the dragons are rising. Everything's rising, but the dragon beings are coming forth. Those, so, um, well, light language can be anything, but this was a, a room for those that channel dragons. So. What are dragons? Well, they're the beings. Like, like, okay, so there's the Palladians, there's the uh, Blue Avians, there's the Draconians, there's the Syrians, there's the Lyrians, Arcturians. Like, there's other beings. The so the dragons would be part of a, the greater reptilian beings. So they're, I guess, a subspecies because even the avians would be a part of that. Then you have the draconians. There's like, there's so many species of beings, right? The diversity exists within, I don't know what you want to call it, realms or even star systems. So, 
So what do the dragons represent? What's their system, their category, their archetype? Uh, they're one of the first beings that were brought forth into manifestation. They're extremely elemental. Mm-hmm. They're, they're one of the, the first ones. They're primes. They're, they're elements like fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fire dragon, the mm-hmm. fire dragons, possibly like maybe the, the light language, the light dragons as well, but the fire dragons. Um, so they're like indigenous they're the to the earth. They're indigenous to the earth. No, they're indigenous to source. They're one of the first beings created. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Now I am getting it. This is just like the, um, yeah, the, this is just like the snake beans that are the, um, uh, lagas in the, uh, Hindu. Okay. Okay. I got it. I got you. Yeah. Gotcha. In the seven realms, realms. Yeah. I just needed to get my, um, frame of reference there. Got it. <laughs> I've been everywhere. I've been doing everything, girl. So I'm just like, okay. Um Yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. Wow. That had to be pretty cool. Yeah, it was a cool room. There were different people channeling different uh being so a different language was coming through it was really awesome then there was a meditation to the orion system which was really cool Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah i forget what they call the orion system and the lokas but uh the nagas the snakes the dragons that's um one of the levels of uh creation yeah oh wow and so what are they saying I'm sorry? So what are they saying? What's their message? Sorry, you're breaking up. Is it me? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Oh, but I am getting a message that I have a poor connection. Try to find a stronger signal. Can you hear me now? I hear you better. Okay. Okay. All right. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you much better. Okay. What was the question? Sorry. Uh, The question is, so what is their message? They were coming through. What's their message to humanity now? What are they saying? Different different ones were speaking different messages. And basically, um, there was much thanks for the room and the space and everyone joining up. It was really like, um, like a very, like a beginning. It felt very like, wow, this is happening. We all, like, appreciation for everyone showing up. So it felt very, um, like, recent in that way, how it, it uh, happened. But at the same time, there was, um, there were people from all over the world. One woman was up at 3 a.m. in Australia just to join the group. And, and so it felt like... Um, very much just like an anchoring all over the planet, like a grid forming. And they were basically saying, like, we're here. 
um, the love. We come in love. We come in peace. There was a strong message about uh, we're not here to fight like the warring days of old or have passed. This is a new time of peace. And we're here, like, thanks to the mother. And there was just a lot of um, a lot of activating, a lot of blessing. Mm-hmm. So I think um, there, there may be more happening, but I think this was really just a, a first one for them, maybe. Maybe they, yeah, they, they were really surprised about the, about the amount of people that showed up. So it felt like, like a birthing, like a, a, a divine timing birthing. Oh, wow. That is awesome. So much of that is going on now. The yeah, the light language is awesome. So, well, yeah. speaking of speaking of appreciation, I appreciate your presence for showing up, and I enjoyed our exchanges this week because um, I got to know you a little bit better. But if no one else shows up, I was looking forward to just kind of reconnecting with you. And kind of seeing how your week went and all that good stuff. Um, I do have something prepared for today in case you want to talk about it, but I just wanted to let you know that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I really like um, your deal. I love your little uh, story videos. And uh, yeah, I was showing it. Today's my mom's birthday. So my mom came in and I was showing her your, uh, she doesn't have Instagram. So I was showing uh, and telling her like you made the deck. And so, yeah, it was really cool. Oh. Oh, this was good. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm trying to... um, So next week is the new moon. So I'm trying to put out a blog and an email list. I'm trying to put it out at the same time. So, um, yeah, I'm just busy trying to stay on top of that. And then the kids and Halloween. So just keeping it all together. I know. That's a lot. Did did your mom come to help you out? or, Or did she just come? Would you say it was her birthday? Yeah, it's her birthday today. She's gonna help me because I gotta uh, I gotta rotate the clothes for winter because I'm up in Toronto, so it's cold. Well, it's raining right now, but it, it'll the snow. Once it gets a little colder, it'll turn to snow. So I have to. So she's gonna help me with the like the house stuff, and the I have to finish off the garden and finish off the kids stuff, and then I have to. Um, yeah, yeah. So she'll help me with that. I can't remember what else. I have to do, but there's a list. So, yeah. How lucky am I to have such wonderful mother energy? This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it keeps her busy because, uh, yeah, she lives about two hours away, so it keeps her busy, and uh, it's uh, it's a good break from her because she lives alone. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, and then I have a client on Monday. So, yeah, it's been busy. It's busy. Oh, yeah. And you? Oh, my gosh. Crazy. Crazy. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, I don't know how I'm getting everything done, but somehow it's getting done. And so I'm just in happy expectation of everything because it's way too much for me to fathom. But I do have an idea of what I'm supposed to be doing every day because I have a schedule and um, that helps a lot. And when I deviate from it, that's when I feel all of this pressure. So schedules are good for me because it lets me know that in advance, 
I have put into these little boxes the little bit I can do every day. And if I do that to the best of my ability, it all gets done. So um, that works for me. But yeah, it's crazy busy. I couldn't even begin to say all the stuff that I'm having to do. I'm um, doing all this stuff with artificial intelligence with this book, and it is really a trip. It is really, really a trip. What do you mean? <laughs> well, in case you haven't noticed, um, <laughs> I don't have the most appealing brand. And so in order for me to um, attract people, you know, as you can see, the more um, um, happy you know, Great Mother Speaks has has more of a following because, you know, people don't like to go in the shadow and blah, 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 blah. And so in writing this book, I'm connecting with people with what's important to them with regard to what I'm talking about. And the best way to do that these days is through, you know, the um, analysis of artificial intelligence, you know, that has all of the information, at least from the last 30 years. It's not all computer age inclusive, but um, of what people have been really talking about with regard to mother issues and the things that I'm going to be addressing in my books. And um, that's structuring my books. I'm really, you know, into that. Because um, I, I mentioned it last week, but I'm in Saturn Mahadasha. And in Vedic astrology, that's a period of years where a planet rules your chart. And so I just entered it like last year. And my chart is very synchronistic with what's going on in the world. But I don't have a lot of interaction with the world, you know, as we see here. And that has worked for me up until now where I have this message and I'm interested in connecting with people. And so, you know, beyond just, you know, the work in my little world. And it's a trip. It's really a trip. Um, you know, kind of modifying um, the message to translate um, what I'm saying to people and um, what people are Googling about mother relationships and stuff. It's, it's just, it's, 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 it's a trip. So, um, yeah, that's a job in and of itself. Um, the daily searches on that. Just to make the book, you know, more relatable. I talk, and you know, in real, what is our topic tonight? <laughs> Yin and yang of defilement and divinity. Um, yeah, it's, it's not um, relatable to most people. So I'm finding out what is. And it's, it's, it's really a trip. Wow. That sounds really interesting. Mm, I can't wait to read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, girl. You know, um, that's pretty much it. Wow, that's really interesting. I, I'm so. It all comes through the one being called the Great Mother. Oh, am I hitting the right button? Yeah. Or do you channel various beings? I just channel Great Mother energy, the cosmic center, 
the origin, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. So the mother of all mothers. So not a goddess, not a divine mother, but the great mother. And I know how that sounds, which is why I'm doing all of this research on AI, because apparently that sounds really strange to um, people. But um, that's what it is. And so, yeah, that's what I channel from. Well, it doesn't sound strange to me. It makes sense. Perfect sense. Um, so what do you think of um, Zuckerberger's AI uh, metaverse birth? It's a natural progression. I mean, did you see the movie um, about his um, about how he got started with Facebook? I only know like there was uh, something with the two others and he uh, basically took it from them. Right. Social network. And so if you if you want to know a thing, you look at the origins of it. And so exactly. I mean, you know, it's a natural progression. He's always um, had that character and um, it's a natural progression. I don't see how anybody could be surprised. I think that movie made, I don't know how much money it made, but it was well into the billions. Um, So nobody should be surprised. But people always are, because we don't like to look at the shadow. We'll we'll do anything but that. So, you know, it's it's obvious, you know. Exactly. (laughs) And the timing is like, wow, at the very moment that the 50 is coming into form, he burst that forth. Like it, it's, it, it just speaks to the majesty of, of, of diversity and, and the, the, the mother father, like, oh my God, like it's just poetic almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, um, it's just like us, you know, everybody's, we're, we're playing our role of, of why we're here and what we're here to learn. And that's just something that him and Trump and everybody else has their role to play in bringing this transformation about. Because you, know, you, you know, as an astrologer, right, we have all of these energies in us, you know, from our charts. And so... You know, whoever has a lot of Pluto and those positions of, you know, 11th house, Aquarius and all of that, they're going to um, be making some big moves. And whoever has Saturn and Jupiter really aspected in their chart to influence, you know, that that's what they're here to do, you know. And so. Well, it's happening in the in the stars. It's happening right now. You just have to look at what's going on at the 28th, 29th degree. Mm-hmm. It's, it's happening. The, the change is upon us. It's really exciting. And it's just really, you know, these emotional waves for me. I mean, it's like, wow, it's the energy just like goes right through you. And then before you know it, you're like, what was that? What was that that just came through, you know? And just takes your breath away. Oh, yeah. The downloads, the the accessibility. I've noticed the increase in the accessibility and the downloads. Every time I'm in nature now, every time I go outside, it's 
it's, I can't even describe it. It feels more interactive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And that's the thing about artificial intelligence. All it is, is the machine has finally been refined by man to a point that it can absorb all of our projections onto it and reflect them back at us in ways we understand. And so you have, you know, five different types of this intelligence. You have, of course, the analytical, you know, we've grown accustomed to that, you know, through social media, you know, um, and advertising and stuff and what is cookies and all this kind of stuff. But then you have the interactive aspect which social media has also prepared us for. Artificial intelligence is extremely interactive. It wants to have a dialogue. It's not just Facebook sitting there throwing ads at us based on the cookies and our activity. It's really wanting to ask us questions about how we felt about something because it's hungry for information, you know? And then it has this visual aspect Right. So it has to take pictures of our screen. And that's what we're really upset about is the privacy and our screens not being private. And it's so um, it's funny because (laughs) the screen is just a picture and what's behind it is already registered in the artificial intelligence systems. And we are still attached to form. And so we think these forms are ours. And so it's really interesting. It has this very um, kind of magical, the magician's visual aspect. And then, of course, it has this functionality. And so all of this plays together for function for people who understand it and have a purpose for it, like Zuckerberg. So if we understand it and we have a purpose for it, like... I'm learning it to understand it because my social skills aren't what they need to be with my audience. And so I have it and I know that I can do it, but I have certain things in my life that I value, like my uh, private time and stuff. I'm actually structuring my day and my life in ways that honor that. And so I need help. I need serious help. I need, I don't need to be BSing on here and playing around with what if and what if. I need data so that I can know what's, you know, what's happening. And so that's what it's for. And it is crazy with data. And if you know what you want and you know what your goals are, it's like the sky's the limit. And so that's what these people are jumping on. And as all Throughout time, you know, the early adopters um, benefit the most. And so that's what they're doing, you know. Wow. That's fascinating that it took you that way. I totally understood every every nuance of what you were trying to say. I took it like I did the same thing with the stars. And the way you took it into the AI, it's creation, the mechanics of creation exist within every now moment, the, the reflection, refraction, refactoring, it, it's, it's amazing how the topic or the theme or the label really doesn't matter. 
the energy just speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. Right. That's so cool that you took it to AI like that. Yeah, it makes total sense. And I hear you on the... Um, Angie, I was I was asked to leave mass consciousness as well, and I went into a sort of a a closet. I went into a spiritual closet, and so I too am just leaving that closet and, and walking out into the three D, learning to navigate from a higher frequency. And it does; it takes adapting, and because the awareness that you're the, you're you're higher your frequency is higher so there's more expectations on you so you have to be conscious of your intentions and actions and reactions and how you navigate especially in saturn mahadasha especially <laughs> in scorpio season with the november right the november the master month is coming up mm-hmm. in november it's 11 months so I'm not too familiar with the um, Vedic astrology, which is, um, you know, interesting that even in that route, you went different. So it's so interesting. Yeah, grandmother always takes me to the origins of things. And it's the first science of the stars recorded. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, she always takes me to... Um, the origin of things and um you know it's 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 a real karmic thing to um translate that during these times you know it's fun it's a, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun and um i'm always getting clarity about what my the extent of my work to real size my expectations from it. So let's say, for example, this summer, since the retrogrades, you know, that started in May and June with Saturn mm-hmm. and Jupiter, it took me into this space, Carmen, of really letting everything go that I had built up until this time, or being willing, I should say willing, ready, and able to just let it go. But I knew I wasn't fully going to because I had just barely made it back from Peru um, at the beginning of the uh, pandemic to um, implement a message that I got from Aya, Mother Aya, about um, committing to this path. So I knew it wasn't releasing this path when this past year of retrogrades came around this season, but I knew it was a major shift. I could feel it in my spirit. And so I was ready for it, but I had no idea that things would be looking like this right now. Like I knew nothing about AI. I knew nothing, you know, and it's just been a complete relearning my whole delivery and the expectation I've been to coaching. I've had all kinds of business and personal coaching and everything. And I've been busy with this, you know, and now it's like I'm ready to go forward with, but I have, uh, but you know, like when you learn anything new, you're having to practice it over and over again before you like really get it and start, you know, catching your stride, you know? And so the new thing for me is great mother made it very, very clear to me that 
My work is simply to inform and to do my very ultimate best in informing. That means having as much clarity, balance, and confirmation of her message as she gives to me each and every day. Every day I get clarity, balance, and confirmation from Great Mother. And that's my job, is to sift everything that I have to say in a way that whoever is going to benefit from this work can understand it with clarity. It will deliver them the balance they need with the yin-yang, the shadow, and the light. And it will confirm what she has already told them for them. That's my job. And that's where it ends. I do my best to to do that, and after I inform, the only thing that's left for me to do, because I do have a strong maternal instinct, and I can be repetitive, because repetition is the mother of skill. (laughs) All mothers have that. I've been a mother many lifetimes, which is why I'm not a birth mother this lifetime. I'm taking a break. I got so much... (laughs) I mean, you know, 29 degrees cancer, you know, past lifetime stuff, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know taking a break and but I still have this energy and I still have this karma having made many mistakes many lifetimes as a mother in paying back to children and uh, healing myself well, the reasons why my soul had some issues and problems and so I'm all cool with that and but I still have this tendency to be repetitive and so what I've learned is that I am designed to just deliver the message and if For my own confirmation, I need to know people have heard what I've said. I need to ask or I need to have communication systems set up where I can dialogue with people so that I can confirm that in some way. Um, But it'll be confirmed for me, she told me. And that's it. And that, excuse me, has taken such a load off and helped me to focus on what it is I'm supposed to do. And that is what gives me the energy to do everything that I do is because I know that it's a very specific task. And if I focus on doing that task well, I am successful, not because of any external expectation or attachment to outcome because of that, but that in and of itself is the success. So, yes, well said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really psyched about that because before I was feeling so overwhelmed. By, um, by the whole enormity of. Yes, enormity. I was thinking of the, the weight of it, but the enormity, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I know exactly. That is so interesting. You know how they say, stay in your lane? <laughs> and it's like, before when I heard that, I was like, okay, here's another catchy hip thing I'm supposed to know. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. You know, do your hustle and, and whatever else they they, they say. They uh, talk I was about telling a friend that the exact same thing yesterday, man. Stay in your 5D lane. I was telling a friend that yesterday. <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> that is so funny. You were. <laughs> yeah, I say it all the time. Stay in your lane. You know what? I I get images. I get images. So my image is the the runner, the sprinter. 
with the hurdles. We all got hurdles. We all, all of our paths, like we, in every moment we're laying our path and our paths came with hurdles. Just stay in your lane. I'm a total like stay in your lane mm-hmm. kind of person. So it's so funny that you said that. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. That is so, oh my gosh. It's so freeing. It's so, it's, it's, it's so liberating to stay in your lane. You don't have to worry about weaving out of traffic. You don't have to worry about business. Uh-huh. somebody else's lane. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, anywho. Well, that's awesome that, um, that's awesome that you channeled a great mother like that and the origin of things like that is amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it's really something to, um, so what came through for tonight on the topic? Well, what came through tonight, Carmen, was that a clarifying conversation about defilement and divinity is, um, really a lot simpler than the title and that's what this whole AI thing is starting to help me understand is how to translate things better so that they can be more um, generally understood like what came to me from Great Mother was that what we're really talking about is um We're talking about what's sacred, you know, and we're talking about understanding that we are sacred. And if we're talking about the language of light, the most generally understood thing is the origin of all language that we know of on this planet always had a masculine feminine conjugation you know every verb and every noun especially was masculine and feminine in all of the old languages and even in our Latin languages and so that tells us that if the origin of language has yin and yang in it then it was it's always been important to us as human beings to convey to one another the dynamic of balance in ourselves and in all things. That's what she was really telling me. Um, And that that language is in all of our religions. You know, it's in everything that we call sacred. You know, and so what's sacred, that thing, that that sacrament, that piece of the divine, which we are, you know, that spark of light. That's what's sacred. Sacred is that 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 lines up and form our philosophy with the divine. That's all. And of course, forgetting that keeps us in a state of defilement, which is the polar opposite of sacredness it is not lining up in form our philosophy with who we truly are as dearly loved 
divine children of the great mother, Father God, who are never judged, condemned, or left alone. But that's true for all life and for all existence as well. And so that defilement of all life, of not recognizing that everything is precious, everything is sacred, everything has a purpose, even if we think it's ugly or a person's attitude or behavior is ugly or if we um, um, are, are, are experiencing lies and distrust and all of these horrible shadowy things that our religions have taught us to judge and to condemn for good reason. You know, society couldn't function if we didn't have boundaries. And so we understand that, which is why it has always been such an imperative to keep our understanding of divinity in our forefront so we know when we go out of balance and we know that that's a natural thing we're going to do. We're not always surprised, like we're talking about Zuckerberg. We're not surprised. We are always looking at things that are out of balance. And so when they go further out of balance, we're not shocked. It, it, it was in balance 15 year, out of balance 15 years ago. And so we're not going to be surprised that it's showing to be more out of balance because we've supported it as, as much as possible every day, focusing our attention, focusing our power on empowering this entity. And so that is what I, I kind of got. And it's, it's, it's not, again, about judgment or condemnation, but it has become about that. And that's why this is so difficult to talk about, because if we talk about universally and generally, all religions in the world teach the virtues of truth, beauty, and goodness. That's the, you break it down, that's just what it's about. And so you have opposition to that. But if you're talking about sacredness, and the perception of that, based on whatever lens we have, you were talking about the different entities and the different beings, the dragons, and you have the water dragons, you have the fire dragons, you have all of these different archetypal expressions of divinity. And so they have their own perspective based on where they're coming from of what that looks like, what that sounds like, what that feels like. If we talk about the three major religions, you know, Christianity, for example, truth, beauty, and goodness. Well, you have the truth of being saved. And so the beauty of being saved is you're being saved from the defilement of sin, separation from God. You know, if you have Buddhism, of course, the sacredness is all about being aware of suffering and the defilement of the sacredness of living without expectation and being in a state of presence, the Tao of acceptance, that sacredness of divinity staying there, but the defilement of expectation beyond that creating suffering. And then with Islam, you have, of course, the discipline of the alms, the five alms, um, I'm sorry, the five principles, you know, uh, you give the alms rather, and then you have to go to Mecca and you have to fast and you have to pray five times a day, right? And so that's the route, the root practice is the sacredness. It's the piety 
It's the action. And that's why fighting is such a virtue. It's about the action. And the defilement of the feminine is about disobedience. And so extrapolating freedom from that inner emotional part that can keep you from the battle, can keep you from the root practice, that must be held in control. And so that's the defilement, you know. And of course, Judaism is about the law and breaking the law. And so we have this expressed in our um, philosophical teachings and of course in the form that our institutions have taken on to replicate these values the banking system based on these very condemning judgmental laws that are being deconstructed on a daily basis now for a much more universal um, integration of abundance uh, through Bitcoin and artificial intelligence and so I just um, kind of got this um, download that people are afraid of embracing the shadow, Tammy, because in order to do that, you have to sit in stillness. You know, you have to sit with the darkness so that you can hear what it's saying to draw you out of it. And... When we don't do that, we can't practice our divinity identity. We can't stay in our sacredness. It's just an intellectual concept that we talk about. But we really don't experience our birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole. We like to talk about that too, you know. But a lot of people are and still really trying to uh, negotiate their energy in this, you know, transitional, you know, environment that we're in. We're in a very transformational environment, and um, you know, I just thought we were talking about the language and everything, and that just came to me—the yin and yang of it. Um, yeah. So she just wants us to appreciate our magnificence, our splendor, and our divinity. Because that's who we are. And all of it. And all the shadow. And all the everything. That's who we are. It's not a mistake, you know, that we have these experiences. But those religions served us to learn some very valuable things. You know, we've learned how um, dysfunctional denial of those desirous individualistic aspects of ourselves can be when we sacrifice them for the tribe um, to the extent that we can't tap into our divinity. You know, we've learned that dismissing what the unusual has to say or has to represent cost us in our own evolution. We pay a heavy, heavy levy for not... Um, being as open as we think we are, you know, it's very heavy. I had to ask you a few times about the dragons, but it doesn't take long if you're willing to hear and to listen to something new to find a connection. You just have to be willing, ready, and able to do that. And that's a practice, but it's a hard practice to integrate 
much easier to talk about and to pontificate about if your core fundamental internal lineup, your philosophy and your form is based on judgment and condemnation. That has to be broken down. There has to be a willingness to transform that tenderly within oneself and safely in in a space so, you know, we can release that anxiety around those points of transformation that we need so badly, you know, on that deeper deeper level. So um, I, I think a lot of people are going in that direction. Um, you know, from what I'm finding out so far, there are a lot of, um, there's a just a infinite interest. And um, I'm just trying to um, say what I just said in ways that are more relatable. Um, I'm happy that it relates to you. And maybe that's just like what Great Mother said. You know, I'm satisfied. I really am with just us being on the phone right now because I, I like my lifestyle. <laughs> I like it. I like the solitude. I like um, being able to hear from you and about your mom's birthday and, you know, other people too. That That would be nice, but I don't know. I'm I'm really um, starting to vibe with this whole thing about being happy, just putting it in a book and doing my best to do it in a way that can be as helpful to as many people as possible. And and it's all about mama drama trauma. So we'll see, Carmen. We'll see. Oh, that was beautiful, Tammy. I can certainly resonate with every word that you said. Um, Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. You were talking about like, you have to go into that, that depth. And I'm realizing it's all about the self, just going into the self, detaching from everything and turning that, that perceived darkness into a, from a a womb into a seed and birthing forth uh, from the willingness for yourself, uh, it, the relationships for, with intention, just birthing them forth for the sake of happiness or self-well-being or self-wholeness, for the freedom of expression, not expecting anything. I don't expect anything from anybody. I'm just speaking to respect and honor and allow my soul to birth forth into formation all that it desires to be. Yeah. That is my birthright. That is my birthright. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally got everything, man. Everything you said was, uh, yes. Do you do readings? 
Um, yeah, I do card readings. I do astrology readings. I do Western astrology. I mean, it's all the same. You know, source speak to us in all ways. It's just, so I just picked the one that I would, you know, what was easier for me. I bought the program and so it, it just happens to be Western. I, I didn't really know Vedic. So, um, but yeah, so I do, I do, oh, I have tons of cards. <laughs> That's why I was asking you about your cards. And I love your card readings every day. I, uh, I got more cards than shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I, I figured that you did. Mm-hmm. I do astrology readings too. I, I have a, my best friend, a neighbor friend. So she'll come over every once in a while. And I do, um, I have her birth chart and I do astrology card readings. So, yeah, she loves it. She's blown away. So. Wow. Yeah, I just look at the two different astrologies as um, different weather forecasts. You know, like you have weather forecasts for, you know, where you are um, in Canada and Toronto, right? And... Oh, my goodness. We went to the Matrix there. What did you say? I was saying just depending because I have friends in Florida. So when I do their charts, the ascension is always different. Well, yeah, but I'm saying in terms of the tropical versus the joytish astrology, the tropical, of course, is based on the orientation of the sun and season. So it's very um, oriented toward great father energy, action energy, very um, in terms of um, it, it, it's, it's ego. It's more ego focused. You can get soul information and very deep, intuitive soul information from it. It's just that the orientation of it, because it is the perspective um, is from the earth. You know, it's geocentric. And so it's just a different weather report than just to use that as an example then the joytish astrology, which is the actual um, astronomical placement of the stars in the sky, the same placements and degrees are used as they use at NASA, you know, and um, it's lunar based, you know, it's based on the moon, great mother energy. And so it's very soul oriented. And so it starts at the soul. And of course, you know, it's just the it's just flip flop. It's just it's just um, it's just two different kind of. Um, approaches to it but you can get like you said you can get the same uh, information it's just different approaches right. oops yeah okay I, yeah I hear what you're saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is different orientation and both of them you know the individual who's doing the reading is what really makes the difference but um yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so how do you use the astrology, like as your weather report, for example, to inform you on a daily basis or your life and your children or how do you use it? Um, well, I do the new and the full moon. And so... Um, you know, when I'm doing the new moon, if I'm really thinking about it, I'll, I'll, what I do is I'll make my 
aspect patterns and then I'll go outside and connect with nature and then just channel what comes through and um, I'm really uh, I observe my children and, and I really see their astrology that has got to be so cool like in the moment I really get their soul and how their astrology is playing through that it's it's from the observer's perspective it's really uh, uh really awesome it's so intriguing and yeah it's it, so unique it's so unique you know why because my son my third child his ascendant is 29 of cancer oh are you kidding me Nope. I was shocked, right? Because, you know, the birth time, of course, I'm keeping track. And when I made his chart, I was like, holy shit, the 29th degree. I mean, he's a little kid, right? So he's full first house Leo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my There's gosh. He's a love muffin. Oh, he's a love muffin, man. So who's your friend at school? This girl and this girl and this girl. Oh, I hang out with this girl. This girl loves me. My girlfriend just moved away. Ooh. I'm sad I'll never see her again. Like, oh, yeah, he's... And he flips, man. He flips. He's got the first house. Like, oh, my God. When he's mad, boom, Leo. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh, that has got to inform your mothering big time. Oh yeah, I uh, each kid is. It's really learned to open me up. Each kid, I, I relate to each kid uh, individually. I don't, you know, there's no cookie cutter here. They've each got their unique. My daughter has Pluto on the ascendant. Ooh. And my other one has, I think, I have to remember, but uh, he's got like six or seven planets at zero. So he's uh, so they're all astrologically interesting. My boys are uh, solstice boys. They're both born in the solstice, one in June, one in December. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, you got it going on all oh, year yeah. long. It's fascinating. It's fascinating just watching my kids astrologically. I don't look at their charts. I try not to do that. I don't want to be like neurotic about it. I just kind of remember if, I, if I'm really, I try to be like, like, tell me, like, show me, and I'll get a description of a planet, or I'll see, like, or I'll see all the zeros and I'll know, like, but I don't try to just. Uh, um, micromanage their charts I'd have to if there's really an issue that I'm like okay I need help with this maybe I'll look at their charts but I usually just try to go into my heart center and just like allow the information to come through me as it relates to their uh, but it's really cool with their with their astrology so about all the other stuff that you download Carmen from all of the different, um, let's say, the different beings, you know, and the different levels of who they are and stuff. You were talking about how your dad was a Trekkie 
and that was kind of an influence for you. But did you have like your own or do you have like your own connection with that part of creation? Oh, my goodness, girl. Okay, so um, I was born awake and um, I kept to myself. I was really I've always been this sort of observer, like fly on the wall. Um, and so I, um, so what was really cool was when I was a kid, I don't know, six, seven, eight, I used to, so back in the day, the TV guide used to come to the house. And so I would look at all the TV guide and all the shows that I was watching and I would like, for example, uh, for example, let's say Growing Pains, like Who's the Boss? Uh, maybe it was like 789, I can't remember. Um, you know, shows like that. Who? What else was out there? Anyway, Blossom. All those shows, you know, those little sitcoms? Mm-hmm. So if there was one that I really liked, I'd be like, oh, I want to watch that one again. I want to watch that one again. But then, like, say the description in the TV guide was about something completely different. And then when it'd be time for the show to come on, it would be the show I wanted. And this happened a lot. It happened so much that I, I told my aunt. I told a relative who went to psychics. And I told her that, and she told me I was crazy. So I stopped talking. I didn't really talk to the adults in my life. And so, um, so that was the time that Poltergeist came out. So that freaked me out. So I stopped doing that. And then also, I always knew I wasn't alone. You know, when you're in your room and you're just, you're, you're by yourself, but you know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. So I've always had that. I've had that feeling. Like, you're in the car driving, but you're not alone. Um... And then what else happened? Oh, there was this cool time. It's not so cool, but whatever. Maybe like, maybe it was like 10 or 11. Um, there were some houses being built near where I was living. And so my brother and I went into the houses, right? Just have a look when, when there were, and my brother stepped on a nail. So we went home and I was like, don't worry, you'll be fine. But he was crying. So he told my mom, my mom freaked out. So we were driving on the way to the hospital. And I said to him, okay, my mom's freaking out. And so my brother's like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I said, no, you're not going to die. They're going to do this. They're going to do this. Then they're going to do this. And then you're going to go home and everything will be fine. So we get to the hospital. And that's exactly what happened. Everything I said happened. And so then we're on the way home and my brother looks at me. And he's like, how'd you know that was going to happen? I said, I have no clue. I had no clue that that was going to happen. I was only 10 and 11. Like, ER didn't come out yet. Like, I have no clue how I knew I was going to, but it happened. And then um, there were other times. Like, you know when you're in class and you don't know the answer the, and you're hoping the teacher doesn't pick on you? I'd get the answer. And then somebody else will say it. And I was like, shit, how did I know that? Oh. So, um, I've always gotten, like, when I talk to myself, <laughs> myself answers so I've done it so when I was um, maybe late teens early 20s living on my own I learned that like whatever my list was my grocery list 
it would be on sale. Like that the fire come out and all the stuff I needed was on sale. And then, um, so I was a bit of a, it made, like I grew up in a home where you, you just, kids weren't seen. They weren't seen and they weren't heard. And so I kept to myself, I had a great vivid imagination within, but I never really talked to anybody without. So when I was in my 20s, I did a lot of partying. And I kind of got sick of that. My grandma died and, you know, I kind of got serious and I was like, what do I want to do with my life? So I kind of, I looked up the scars. So I looked up at the stars and I said, you know, I think I'm ready for the next phase of my life. And I met the man who would be my husband a month later. Wow. And then when I got pregnant, I was about four months pregnant. I heard the voice of spirit. It was omni and it was male. And it told me to get up now. And then I thought it seriously, I thought it was Archangel Michael saving my baby. I didn't think anything of it. I had my baby, life went on. We moved. I was in a new house. I had a second child, three months old. I was home alone with the baby. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I hear the same voice. And it said, Carmen. That's all it said. It said my name. It said my name. And I said, you know, there's something to this. There's something I got to... I, I, you know, I just, I got to do something with this life, with this information, with whatever comes to me. And I've always been, I used to talk when I was a kid every night, I used to talk to the people inside the moon. Really? Inside the moon, not on the moon, in the moon. How does, I didn't know I knew there was people. I didn't know there was a, a whole, like, it turns out there actually is a whole thing of the moon's an arc, but I didn't know that at that age so I used to talk so I innately gravitated towards astrology then it was like oh learning mainstream this astrology that astrology so I just got pick one and go with it and so um I'm sorry we gotta put a pin in it there we gotta put a pin in it there Carmen please remember what you were about to say do you remember what you were about to say remember what you're about to say yeah yeah just uh well we were talking about astrology just how i started astrology i mean i can always remember that okay because we gotta put a pin in it carmen because i have got to ask you about the lunar arc please tell me about that of course i'm i'm doing um lunar work and everything and i don't know anything about that i I think, like, this is fascinating, just how our friendship or relationship or whatever we call this, like, how we've come together. I think it's so interesting because um, I have an interesting, I think I have an interesting, or or, uh, I'm just going to say interesting because I don't want to be in judgment of it, with the moon, Um. Which is really interesting because I'm a Cancer rising, and I but I have the Moon at 29 of Aries, conjunct Chiron, and so I've always had an interesting relationship with the Moon. Innately, I spoke with it every night that I could see it. I spoke with it. And I used to talk to the people inside it, and I don't understand why. But I did. 
Now, the moon is an arc. Like the arc you think it is. It is or was some sort of asteroid or meteorite or whatever. It was created innately to be. However, it was then used by some beings. I don't want to name names, but because I, I really don't know or, or maybe I'm not ready to bring that into balance. I'm not sure. But anyway, some beings took this, I don't want to say rock, but this uh, celestial body and they created or made it into an arc. For what purposes? I'm not sure of because there are many of them across the solar system. Now, if you think about the ones that even in Jupiter and Saturn, these celestial bodies uh, do frequency work. They serve a purpose. And so the beings that created this arc, and there are many of them, I believe they're even referred to as satellites. Um, they're created for a multitude of purposes. Some are just to observe celestial phenomenon, like as a spacecraft, and others are used for other purposes. Anyway, so the moon is ancient, and so it's beat up, literally. And so it needed a resting spot. And this spot, the earth, served a dual purpose. Now, again, this is simply my perspective. So at the time, um, I believe... And simply, just is just simply my perspective. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. But I'm just saying that it uh, that the, the moon was created to knock this planet out of orbit, out of balance. The planet did not innately exist at 23 point with this tilt. The tilt was done to knock off the balance. Now. Whether it was done by so-called good or bad, is it doesn't matter. It served its purpose. So, um, I'm not... So, now, this is a celestial being. It's a planet. Maybe it did have a, a feminine, right? It was a feminine being. It was then taken, uh, altered. Um, now, when the planet... Gaia sent out the SOS um, during World War II. There was a uh, the answer the the call was answered, and there was a galactic battle. That's what happened with Area Fifty One. But anyway, that's off topic. Um, so the moon was freed um, because when um, Armstrong landed on it. Uh, they faced gunfire. That's why they didn't get out of the moon. That's why they didn't get out of the plane or the, the whatchamacallit. Um, there were beings. There's bases. There's the whole 
So anyway, what about the my, one small step for man, one oh, giant? That was, all fake. that was all like stage. That's all publicity. That was all mankind. Um, so my relationship with the moon has been um, interesting. It's just I just it is. Um, I find the symbolism so interesting because here she was. She was just a being, who knows, maybe an asteroid just roaming the galaxy, used for a purpose, and then left here, used for ulterior motives, and then liberated. And now she is, you know, I, I'm, I'm, so. Now she's what? I, you know, like, I don't, I mean, obviously she's liberated. I believe that the moon was liberated. As far as I'm aware, I'm not really into that. Um, oh, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, what's his name there? I forget his name. I don't really follow him. But you know, the Wilcox, David Wilcox and all that stuff. He talks about the moon a lot and that sort of stuff. I don't go into that. But I just find the energy of the moon how it was manipulated I just find that whole experience interesting how it relates to humanity going through the very same thing if you think of what happened to the mother it happened to humanity I mean human humans were designed for one thing and then they were manipulated for another so I just find the relationship again it goes back very interesting exactly to what you're talking about like from that um, darkness the womb the seed bursts forth the sunflower it's um, I just find it fascinating from that perspective and so the moon um I um I'm not sure if I have as as intimate a relationship with her as others do is because that? I see her for who she is. Ooh. Okay, all right, okay, 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 okay. Now this is all from what you've downloaded. You know, Tammy, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't know who I channel. I channel a lot. I pretty much channel, like, almost everything. Do you have so, boundaries? I'm sorry? Do you have channeling boundaries? It. Oh, I channel the light. I channel the light. Well, I understand that. I understand that. But the question is, do you have channeling boundaries? Because it sounds like if you don't know who you channel, you don't. I was always under the impression that it was kept to not um, boost my ego, to not inflate me, to keep me uh, humble. For you not to know? Yeah. Okay. That is a defilement of your divinity. Okay. Because you have every right to know. That's you, true. That's yeah, you have every right to know. Why wouldn't you? Very true. Why would it be presumed the, the, the least of you? That's not divine. 
Hmm. How interesting. I know that it would, I know that it freaked me out. Like I could feel that I wasn't alone and I know that like freaked me out and that scared me and I knew I didn't want to know. So I, I would have done that to myself. Okay. So you were judging yourself. I, I was, I, yeah, I, yeah, mm-hmm. not necessarily judging, but, um, yeah, maybe just the ability was overpowering. Like it was more than I was equipped, but it's, not necessarily like I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And so instead of making the energy bad, you made yourself bad. Well, you know what? If I'm going to be honest, I feel like I had to go in. I'm really coming into these downloads of late have really stressed the importance of relationship and self. And I really feel like I had to go into that uh, shadow, that that shadow to uh, birth forth the importance of self. Yes, yes. And it sounds like you really do because we all have to do that, Carmen, in order to crystallize our message. And you are a powerful speaker. You are a powerful voice. And the reason you are is because of your high ethics. You have very high ethics. And... That is a power to wield in the physical form with three children. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I can see how sister want to take some shortcuts. Hey, 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 shoot. I'm doing the best I can. You know, and mean it and know it. And you know it's the truth. And spirit knows the truth, too. But it can be easier for you. Um, It can be so much easier for you. You have so much more um, energy to um, just use that voice in the way that you want to. And it seems to me like you are. I'm I'm owning it. I'm ready to embody it. You know, like I I I I um I had to lose my mind to meet my soul mm-hmm. so that I could embody it. That's right. The mind, mind, body, soul. That's right. So you could embody it. And so now that you're embodying it and we're here talking about the yin and yang of defilement and divinity and you see that in yourself, what's the choice going forward about this moon thing? Oh, I've got to... um I have to embrace her, and I, I think going forth and doing these new moon and, and energy, I've got to, um, I have to embrace her. Why? I, I, I no, I want to understand her. I want to, I'm not, you know what, I probably already do it innately. I just have to just, I'm not, um. 
honoring it because of the because of the story that you have in your head about the moon, which is a story, like you said, that you haven't come to any conclusion about, but you leaning towards that's fucked up. You leaning towards that's fucked up about the moon, but you still open. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> You're still open to um, saying, well, maybe it's not. Maybe there's something actually here for me to look at that could benefit me right now in my journey. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think that might be, Carmen? That thing that the moon has to offer you that could possibly benefit you right now where you are in your journey. Um, hmm. You know, I'm, um, it's always so interesting to me with the moon because all it does, well, it holds, it holds space. And then it it refracts like the, the sun's light. It's a hundred percent the sun's light. It holds space and refracts. Yes, yes, it does. It reflects the light of the sun. But 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing with the moon, and it's not even the moon. Hang on a second. Sorry about that. The moon, it's energy. Like it holds the space, and then, but it's 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 all energy. Energy emotions is energy in motion, and so it's energy in motion. Emotions. It's not the emotions that do anything. It's people's preconceived ideas that they hang on to that weigh them down and so it's the energy and the motion doing its innate thing yes it is and that innate thing to break it down even further from energy and motion what energy specifically just like the energy coming to you that you are beginning to filter for which is why we're having this conversation because you're like I'm filtering I'm filtering what is this what is this is that energy and motion is our feelings so our feelings are root chakra second chakra it's just that instinctual feeling urge It's either good or it's bad. It's happy, it's sad. It's right or it's wrong. It's survival. And so it's feeling. It's not emotion. But emotion is a feeling plus a thought. What's the thought? The thought is, like you said, according to each individual in our own cosmic calculus, what you see in yourself and as a student of astrology and your children, 
that hits each and every one of us differently, that frequency. And so we're going to think differently about what's happy than everybody else. We're going to think completely differently about what's sad than everybody else. We're going to think, we're going to hit it the way we're going to hit it with our thoughts. Our thought about that feeling is what combines with it to make the emotion. That's the energy that's in motion, our thoughts and our feelings. And that's that root chakra, heart chakra that we keep uh, projecting on the others and receiving from our higher chakras in ways that in order for us to be healthy, happy and whole, we got to filter some of that shit. Because ain't all of it what I need right now. You know, I got a laundry list of what I need, and I need that shit fulfilled on a daily basis. Now, the rest of y'all are going to have to get in line. I love you, Uncle Silly. We cool and all that. But if you ain't on my angelic team, my guidance team right now, at this phase of my life, I'll catch up with you next year in the dark time of the moon. We've already had our commune with the family the early part of this month. Now it's time to get to work. And you're not in that spirit team. You see what I'm saying? So um, it's that kind of boundary um, that great mother that I experienced in her, she has that hardness. So you understand from Libra to Pisces, you got to put some work in, sweetheart. From Libra to Pisces, great mother's teaching you, you got to put the work in. And I ain't promising it's going to be easy. But from one to six, you know, Aries... To Virgo, it's kind of like um, we're the baby. We're mama's baby. She don't talk to us like that. You know, <laughs> she don't talk to us like that. Mama be sweet to us. Yeah, we see she dogging y'all out, but we're doing all right, you know, <laughs> because we're mama's baby. And like you know, it's a precarious tightrope as a mother. You don't know which way it's going to hit. And that calculus is just something, like you said, you don't want to be, um, you know, schizo about. But you want to be able to emotionally be in that space where you always are aware of what your feelings are. You always are aware of what you're thinking. Every waking moment. And whatever needs to fall in place in my outer world to make that shit happen is about to roll. And it's about to rock. Because that's what it take. Okay? For me to stand before you as the goddess I am of this house. Okay? So, um, it's that kind of great mother energy so that we have the sweet, you know, and the sugar and the feeling that we're mama's babies too when the new moon wishes come up on the full moon. Like clockwork. Like a, a deposit in the bank. Direct deposit. So, <laughs> you know, that's the yin-yang. That's the yin-yang, and that's what makes it all worth it. No, is that easy? No. I do not guarantee uh, <laughs> implementing these methods. You know, results will vary, you know, we was, because it's, it, it's, it's a high um, 
order, but once we work with this curvature, this helicopter mother who is going to have her way anyway, she done survived stuff we can't even imagine and carried the weight of it and still does. You know, she's a mystery even today. And so, I don't know. It's um, well worth the journey into her darkness. It's well worth it. In summary. <laughs> In summary, I know I've, I've waxed poetic about Great Mother. Please, I must be forgiven for that. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved it. So interesting what you said, yes. Um, uh, yeah, like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense about the moon. Um, I was just processing it. It's, that energy with the, it makes total sense. And she, she just holds space. Like the mother is, is, reflected in, in in everything and the moon just holds space it reflects every sign from its opposition it is the planet that has its greatest power in opposition that's what it's all about the reflection and we're afraid of our reflection because of our culture of shame blame and guilt we can't even look at it with love we can't even allow ourselves to see the beauty. Oh, that was deep. That was deep. You know why? <laughs> why? I, uh, I have a, a wide. I, I consider it wide, but I have the moon in opposition with uh, the planet Uranus. Uh, it's an out of, I guess it would be an out of, uh, out of planet because I have the moon in Aries and Uranus in Scorpio. Well, that, oh, okay. Okay. But I have the moon at 29 and Uranus at eight. It's a wide conjunction, but it's still technically considered and so that was so interesting what you were saying about that reflection well in the vet like as a theme the theme of craziness the perceivement interesting and it's it's just um what does crazy mean? You know, and not, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying. You know, we have that kind of association with that part of us, with that yes. part of us. You know, and it's it's anything but. Exactly, anything but. There is no mental health. Um, what do they call it? Mental health issue. It's just an out of alignment issue. Yes, it is. And that will affect your mental health because your emotions will get out of whack when your feelings are not lining up with your thoughts. You're going to be one messed up baby. 
You're going to be one sad baby crying all the time, causing all kind of trouble for everybody. Don't no, don't nobody know what's wrong with you. Can't nobody satisfy you. We don't know what you need because we can't give it to you. No, the self. Self-made, but for the thing in my life is being self-made. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. Self-healed, uh, self-realization, just going into the self. And having the support of others to have the luxury to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and that's where our soulmates come in. Mm-hmm. Not always, uh, uh, not necessarily to kiss your ass, but to be in service to your soul. Amen. So eloquently spoken. Soulmates are not here to kiss your ass, <laughs> but to do what? Exactly. And to be in service to your soul. Ooh, girl, I got to quote you on that now. Oh, I love it. Thank you, mother. (laughs) Well, and I see you have a new name. We didn't even get to talk about that. What, the frequency being? Yes, I love it. Uh, All about the self. I have these downloads coming in. It's just the relationship. How can you have a relationship with anyone else if you're you're not secure in the relationship you have with yourself? And I, I have just been, I. It all stems from the self, and and to be in wholeness and well-being with yourself, it, it you set the intention to be in in the the in a relationship and I feel like I'm healing all kinds of relationships. I mean, I healed a witch wound I didn't even know I had in October. The what I, the what wound? A, a witch wound. I feel like I healed a witch wound I didn't even know I had. Ooh, somebody put something on you? No, no. That's like the again, the defilement like what what is a witch? I, I was always so afraid to even talk to oh how could you you know you know if I do a reading for someone and I'm I like I get these pictures in my head right just like a little image but I would be afraid I'd see them you know maybe doing something witchy and I would say oh I think you're a priestess or or a, a gypsy like I'd be always so but then at the same time my favorite movie is Practical Magic like it's there was a and I feel like I just healed a witch wound. I just, I was like, wow. Okay, explain I mean, to me I, what do you I, mean by I, witch wound? I had past lives as a witch. I definitely had past lives as a witch. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we're all witchy in a way. It's just, it's magic. It's, it's, it's empowering. It's, it's the nature, the innateness of the energy that flows through us to express it in all ways. The light exists in all forms and it gives birth to all diversity. And so, you know, the witches, they were, they knew that they knew the importance of spelling and the word and the voice and the empowerment. Like they knew that and they were, they were burned or, or 
defiled in many ways. And so I just, it's so divine. It comes forth when the student is ready, the teacher shows up. Well, I'm glad to. I I didn't even know I had. Okay, okay, okay. So you healed a wish wound, and I do want to return to that because I don't feel that I got the definition, but I think what's more important than that, and we can get back to that, is um, you are going inward to heal your relationship to the moon, and I didn't know I needed to go inward with this issue about witches because my AI research is showing me that is my market. And I have never associated myself with being a witch because of my perspective and experience with witchery. And right. your experience with the moon covered, um, caused you to have the perspective you had about the moon. My experience with witches has caused me to have my uh, perspective of witches. And I am not um, of that elk. I'm not of that elk. And it's not, um, and, and maybe, you know, like I said, I didn't know this is new. I'm just beginning to process that I needed to connect with you about this wounding, I suppose, because it is the reason that we are in this country as Africans. We were sold by our own people into slavery. And it was an imbalance of the priesthood with the greed and with the control and with the same shit all civilizations do, you know, pride comes before a fall and we've had many civilizations fall. And slavery has always been the means of dealing with undesirables, which is why we can't get rid of it today. It will never be gone. Because society must have a way to deal with this undesirables. And until all of us do our inner work, we will not be it. We are not qualified to deal with undesirables because we create them. And so my issue with this type of empowerment, which I know well, is that it is um, misguided. I feel that it's completely misguided based on my experience. And it's nothing that I um, uh, intentionally cause any um, debate or um, discourse with on any platform in any way. I have um, just relinquished that as even anything to think about, you know, but I'm hearing you and I'm understanding you to say that based on your experience with witches is that this is a very important thing for you to feel this kind of empowerment where my experience has been, yeah, it's a very earthly, grounded, dense power that um, ain't quite at the vibration I want to be at. Because I don't want to be fighting the rest of my life, people, because I'm black. I don't want to be fighting people the rest of my life because I'm blaming them for selling me to slavery. I don't want to be fighting against a country that still doesn't want me here to this day. And I created their motherfucking culture. I don't want to be in that space any more than I already am. So I don't need no help 
going to a denser energy. You know, I'm trying to every day, like I said, be a vessel of clarity, balance, and confirmation. And um, there's a little bit, doing a little bit too much for me. And that's been my stance, as you can clearly hear, it still is. Um, But I'm hearing Great Mother, and as usual, I keep it real in my process, you know, and so I'm at the beginning of this process like, damn, okay, this is what we're doing now. So excuse me once again, I must be forgiven, please. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, Um, there's something here. No worries. So Liz, a witch, a witch isn't necessarily a singular. It could be anybody and, and, and even a man being a warlock. But what it, what, how I perceive that being is someone who does have elemental clarity because they have the power of the air to speak the word in spellings and they can conjure fire uh, the energy and will it uh, into form any form and so there's an elemental clarity and balance and empowerment that flows through them and um, but what do I need that for when I'm getting a direct deposit from great mother every month on the full moon from the wishes I made six months ago because that's why your soul incarnated on this planet I mean if you wanted to channel the great mother you could have stayed where you were talking to her you were right there omni like you didn't have you came into form to birth her through form to express her through form this is an experience to be of the world but not, oh, sorry, to be part of the world, but not of it. And so we're participating as particles, doing our part uh, for the whole. And that's why all the women, there was the, the Salem witch trials and the, the women, the like two million women during the, the, what do you call it, the conquistadors or the crusades, they were killing all the witches or hanging them. They were condemned as witches, but they were embodied masters empowering the self, which is now what the alignment of the skies are empowering us to do again. Only three, four hundred years ago, the skies, the stars, it wasn't the age for it. And so all these souls were being condemned for expressing their mastery. That's exactly what we're doing now. And exactly what the, the trauma, no, no, the drama of then created the trauma of now that we are in the midst of transmuting. And so when I healed that witch wound, I was bringing into balance the, the, the father, so to speak, that father or that, that non-physical energy that already flows through me into form that, 
like I just I can't even explain it it just it was such a feeling of empowerment and then being on Clubhouse with the light language it, it's and the dragons it just feels like a holding is taking place different aspects are lining up into soul formation I, I don't it's it's amazing how the mechanics of creation uh, just function. It's absolutely amazing. I feel like that's what I was talking about earlier when I was saying that the the matrix has become so much more interactive. Well, you know what? That points me to intuitively, Carmen, is... My inner wound I need to heal is around not trusting the tribe. And that wound of mama drama trauma is rooted in the tribe. As I know, but I need to make peace with that. Like I was telling you about the ancestors, I have been drawing boundaries in that higher frequency. But now... You're making it clear to me, hey, Tammy, you're going to need to bring that down to earth because that connection is here, too. There is a tribe on this planet alive now (laughs) doing this connection work, you know, doing, you know, and this resistance to trusting the tribe again, which enabled the trauma, is keeping me from sharing my message as effectively as I could. Yes. Yes. There's a 5D tribe calling your name. There's a 3D tribe requiring your forgiveness. It's like it's always the whole, both sides, like a teeter-totter, always sinking balance. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's always both. Mm-hmm moment and so I think it's like kudos that you know that what your wound is and and how to how to walk it and what you need to do because that's that's what we're embodying now we're all walking out while throwing out you know I trusted some very unsavory people before that were responsible for the very same energy and you're right I have to forgive them I have to forgive them I have to forgive myself for trusting and having been disappointed and not knowing not reading the signs well enough and so this long soul journey of paying such close attention to my feelings and my emotions to where I could finally heal lifetimes of mama drama trauma. And so I have to recognize my journey and realize it continues. It's not stopping. And what is it that I really believe my divinity is? Do I believe my divinity is the healthy, happy wholeness that I envision my lifestyle to truly be facilitated by a much bigger tribe than me, myself, and I? 
Or do I think I'm not worthy of this or somehow cannot determine who to trust and who not to trust well enough? And this witchery thing was a major obstruction in my whole ventilation system around moving forward. And I didn't realize it until tonight. But it's just as clear as day up here talking to you. Win-win. Yeah. You know, your words speak to me. My words speak to you. It's the moment is divine. It's um, just being in the frequency. Oh, and I think that's what started the whole thing because you asked me about the name. And I realized... Uh, like, you know, who am I? What am I? How do I exist? Who, you know, how do I identify myself? And uh, especially as I walk through these valleys of shadow and doubt. And um, it's all about frequency right now. It's just, I, I listen. I can go into a room with a intriguing title and uh, I just listen to the frequency. Is this my room or is it not? Like, I just, and then I leave. No big deal. It's just really all about the frequency right now. And that's, that's where the sovereignty lies. Ooh. Yes. That is where the sovereignty lies. Did you ever see that meme going around that guy talking about where the money resides, where the money resides? (laughs) <laughs> no, you know, I don't watch those memes much. Uh, I think it's ironic that those memes are, oh, when I see that, I just think of me, me. All I see is me, me. And uh, I, I just, I think it's so interesting. It's not your frequency. The irony, the irony, you know, it's just so ironic. Like it's just, it's so right in front of you. What are those me, me's? <laughs> Memes. How do you define them? How would you define what a mimi is? Well, um, a mime. A mime. Sorry. What? Um, the original guy who taught about that, uh, I forget his name, but the system was called spiral dynamics, and I remember when I did um, New Thought Radio. And he had an audio, and of course they sold CDs at the time. It was like a 12-CD set where he taught people all around the world about the spiral dynamics. You had Dr. Edward Beck. And it's based on the coloring and everything. This is before I really understood chakras or whatever. But he has put every global system into this government management system, how you manage the races. Because now we live in a time where the races are more integrated than ever. We've always had integrated cities and towns, but the whole planet is now. And so he had developed this spiral dynamics, and each race was a meme. And he's not the originator of it. Another guy taught him this in, you know, the the 40s and 50s. But um, he's the one who put it down, uh, Dr. Beck and it's called spiral dynamics and the beige meme is the instinctive the purple is the animalistic and your marketing your government messaging all of this stuff was very foundational and how marketing advertisement shifted really in the 
90s and the early 2000s to more of the me, 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 because they use the information to do the opposite as usual. You know, we always give the information with one intent and it's used for another, but that's the yin and the yang. And so that's where it comes from. But nobody knows that because, again, this is um, shadow working. And that's something I've had to come to terms with this lifetime with Leo in my south node. You know, I've had many lifetimes of being in the limelight. And it's very humbling to be doing shadow work this lifetime. But that's that's what we do. We, we just inform people, plant the seed, and pe- people do what it, whatever they want. But it's intended from the light. And so that's what memes are. But, um, hey, I'm going to go ahead and let you go, Carmen. Thanks so much for stopping by. This has been awesome. Yeah, I had fun. I did too. I did too. I am Great Mother, Holy Spirit, Yin, Divine Mother, Cosmic Moon, Deep Spirit.